Hey, 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 let's talk fantasy football today. Brian, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good. I just love the intro more and more every week. I tried to bring a little bit more enthusiasm this week because uh, last week my voice was kind of shot. And I listened to it, and it sounded like if Fat Albert was depressed, if he were to make an intro, <laughs> that's what I would compare it to. I I hated it. So this time I tried to decide, because I am excited. I'm excited to be able to talk fantasy football with you. Uh, this week we get to have a special guest. So I'm excited to speak with him, introduce him later on in the show. So I'm excited, bud. I'm excited we get to do this. Yeah, me too, uh... How's life been going? Life's good. This week, this week, thankfully, was a lot more tame, a lot more calm than what it has been. Uh, over this weekend and, and throughout this week, I was able to work on the house a little bit more. And we're at this stage now with our, our renovation projects where it's kind of uh, it's demo. And so essentially for like the last couple of weeks, I've been working on sheetrock. And by working on sheetrock, I mean, I'll, I'll put sheetrock up, I'll tape it, I'll mud it. And because I'm horrendous at mudding the wall, I have to sand for just days. Not really a day or two, but like I'll, I'll, I'll be up there for a while just sanding. So like my house will just be covered in dust. I'll be covered in dust. Uh, it looks great when it's done, but it's just the process takes me forever. And it's, it's some hard ahead. work. Uh, it's harder because I make it harder if that makes sense, because I'm not very good at what I do. So a lot of it is a learning process. Like uh, over the weekends, or I, I got back home from work Friday after I hung out with my family, and I just heard this buzzing sound in the living room after everybody had left. And I was like, Jensen, do you hear that? And so we walked around for a while, and legitimately it was just a, just a straight buzz, like buzz. Then it would stop, and it would start up again. And she just turned the TV on. She's like, "I'm okay. I don't need to. I don't need to worry about this." I was like, "No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose my mind if I can't figure this out." So at 10:30 at night, I hopped up in the attic. I have a truss house, so I'm just walking from like truss to truss up in the attic, trying to find it. And finally, I I, I did. I, I I found the buzzing, and it ended up just being the transformer between my I mean the, the power of the 120 volts that comes into the house stepping it down the transformer that steps it down to like 16 volts from my doorbell mm -hmm. it just apparently when transformers go out since they're essentially just a bunch of magnets uh, when they wear out over time you get a lot of vibration within it and it just has a solid buzz thankfully in terms of electrical work it's one of the easiest things you can do to replace it it's really not that hard the hardest part for me it's just I was up in my attic, crouched over on, like like I said, like on a truss with like a nail on my butt. But other than that, it was a pretty easy project. But it was just something I had to do after the OSU game on Saturday. Or not, yeah. I guess I, I got back late. It would have been after the after church. But, you know, either way. I would uh, probably, I'd probably be able to give a little more insight on your electrical issues, uh, especially with the transformer, if I took the uh, uh, vibration class elective like I was supposed to. You guys have a vibration class? At yeah, it's, it's elective for mechanical engineering. Instead, I took 3D printing. Oh, I think that's way more fun, though. Yeah, it was way more, more fun. It was my last, it was the last year. You got to choose the fun classes. Oh, you have to. So on the note of 3D printing, before we move on and talk about your weekend or, or your week, uh, one of the guys that we have has a 3D scanner mm -hmm. in our group. 
And so he's, he's testing out a newer one for like larger scale projects. So at work, <laughs> at work this week, our controls engineer was in there and we're like, Hey, can you scan a person with that thing? And so he legitimately, if we would have done like the handheld scanner, it might've taken, I mean, hours to scan a person. Yeah. It legitimately took him maybe a minute and a half to do a full body scan of our controls engineer, color and everything put up into whatever the, the mesh or whatever it's called for the, the slicer. The yes. Uh, but it was so sick. And so he needs to actually, um, essentially you, you know this more than I do, but make it into a, uh, a set of points that the 3d printer can actually understand. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, I yeah, but he, he can do that. And so we're going to have like little green soldiers of our controls engineer in the office. And I am so excited. I think that's the best use of company money that I can think of. Oh, I mean, absolutely. If you don't have uh, little soldiers around your office, what are you doing? Uh, all right, bud. How's your, how's your week going? It was, uh, Saturday was pretty rough. Uh, me and Mariah went to OU Texas. Oh, you guys went. You win. So yes, we've gone four years in a row now. We've had some good wins. We were three and zero before this year, but yeah. solid. We knew we were gonna lose. It was kind of you walked into the thing without your quarterback. Did you're, you you're, did you think you guys had a chance at all in the oh, game? Or are you just saying that to make it sound better that you guys didn't put up a single point? Jake, our quarterback that started uh-huh. was the third string. From Pittsburgh last year as a walk-on. Oh, oh that sucks, dude. Lincoln Wait, Riley, where's, Lincoln, where's General Booty come into play? He is the third string, but he actually... At OU, not third string. I, I got gotcha. you. Hey, he's third string at OU. He started for his Juco last year. However, a lot, a lot of people are talking that he may start over Davis Bevel, which was the Pittsburgh quarterback. However, he got an allergic reaction pregame. Are you serious? Is that why he didn't play? Yeah, that's why he didn't play. So we're down to our second slash third string. Here. Oh, my gosh. And it was – I mean, legitimately, our best offense was our tight end being quarterback mm-hmm. and just running wildcat. I was about to say – I had to listen on the radio because I was traveling. But I remember that I remember that being brought up, that essentially OU was operating out of the wildcat. I think he threw an interception, didn't he? Uh, actually, our, our running back did. So the running back did. That's right. Yeah. So we basically alternated between uh, court, or tight end, running back, and receiver. We had three main oh guys, uh, just taking turns to hand them the snap. Like it was, it was embarrassing. Uh-huh. Obviously, our defense did bad too. But in reality, I think we allowed twenty-one points in the first like fourteen minutes, or or up until like one minute before halftime. In reality, um, like, yes, that's uh, on pace for 42 points, or we allowed 49. But we weren't – like, that's bad. However, whenever you're literally going three and out, mm. it's you're giving the other team possession after possession after possession. Yeah, where they are just ruling time of possession. That was yeah. Quinn Ewers' oh, first game back, too, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was – Quinn Ewers was okay. I mean, honestly, he missed some throws that they could have scored more. It did. I heard he missed a pretty easy touchdown. Because, again, I listened on the radio, so I didn't get to see it. Yeah. But, I, but I heard about it because I was on the way to Stillwater whenever that game was kind of going on. But, even then, even then, it was a fun you, time. OU Texas is good. by far the best atmosphere that yeah. I think I've ever been to. 
I've been to Bedlam at OU and OSU, and I definitely think like OU Texas is definitely the best atmosphere. Just with the well, State, State Fair and everything. Yes, that's what I was about to say. There's something really special about it being in kind of more of a, a neutral environment. Mm-hmm. Being it's, down so, it's, at, it's so but, interesting seeing like how their offense and defenses fare on one side of the field just because of hearing the crowd. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, that's. I think it's something special you guys have, and obviously both of the SEC. That's something that you will continue to have, like this long-standing tradition. Yeah. Do you and Mariah go down with a group of friends? Um, we went down with Logan a couple of years ago, and my and my dad one year, but the last two years just been us. Okay, it kind of depends on the year. Yeah, do you guys just go down like you said? Go, you go down. You go down by yourselves. Do you try to meet up with some friends that you know while you're there, or just just enjoy? Some, it, it, it depends on the depends. year, honestly. Like, uh, we, there hasn't been a specific group of friends, but we have met up with friends there. Okay. But, um, yeah, this year she had to work on Friday night, and so we weren't oh. actually able to leave till Saturday morning, so we just kind of did it down and back. Just a little day trip. Yeah. Yeah, well, the game ended at, like, I mean, one thirty, two. It was a fast game. I mean, we – I think we we left the fair around six or probably set six or seven. Got back nine or ten. wasn't too bad. Oh, that's not bad at all. Especially that drive. That drive's not bad. No, it's it's really not. I think I can't remember what time we left in the morning. But then we ate half of our fair food before the game. <laughs> How was the drive back after that game? Were you, did was, you guys say a lot of words, or is it just kind of uh, morbid? It, it was just uh, we talked more about food than we did the game. Yeah, well, you got to look on the bright side after a game like that because that's hard. But I think I saw a stat that said that every team in the FBS scored except for OU. Yeah, it was pretty and that's, sad. That's just that's hard. That's a hard experience to be a part of. Uh, what was it like inside the stadium as a fan? Uh, it, honestly, I was kind of impressed by the OU fans. They stayed through the yeah. third quarter. That's good. It's like that's a that's a good sign, especially when your team is. From every OU fan that I've talked to, it's, they say it's a rebuilding year kind of thing, yeah. uh, which I think is always funny when the people say rebuilding years for college teams because it's not like they have a draft. But, like, <laughs> I, I, but, I, but I understand what they mean, especially whenever Lincoln Riley was there and a lot of the uh, athletes that he brought. I shouldn't say he brought, but he was responsible for potentially since he was like in the program. They kind yeah. of followed him or they, they went somewhere else because they kind of saw the writing on the wall. So, I mean, it is a, a rebuild in, in that sense. That you're losing. I saw, I saw something else that said I think OU on twenty four seven sports after all of the uh, projections and and ratings for all of the high school players went out. OU is the third ranked recruiting class in this for the, the next year. Yeah, we just got to make sure we keep those players. I mean, when you're in a free fall like this, you gotta. That's your main concern. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I saw them as a come, like they were climbing back up. But I guess you're right. There are players they still had. It's just their ratings haven't reached through, you know, throughout this year. Yeah, I mean that that's the biggest thing. We still have them. However, you uh-huh. never know when they de- decommit. But uh, Brent Venables does have a policy that you can't take other visits if you are committed to you. So maybe that helps with them. Oh, what what does he have? Say they can. If you're committed to OU, you are not allowed to visit any other college. Oh, I mean, I think that's fair. Let's be honest now. Yeah, so his biggest thing is, like, why are you visiting other colleges? We'll just consider uh-huh. you not committed yet. No, you're not. You're cheating on me at that point. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that was actually his analogy. It was like, what if you tell your wife that you're going to go hang out with another girl, uh, girl for whatever, just to, just to see. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Um, just, just testing the waters to see how it's like with her. No, no, but that's yeah. not how that works. As you're going to get divorced. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, I'm sorry the game wasn't what you wanted. Obviously, you kind of knew it was kind of what was going in uh, with the year that you've had so far. But I'm glad you guys still had fun with it, and you were still to make a an enjoyable experience for just a, a fun day trip throughout there. And you were able to keep the tradition alive. Yeah. So, so good for you guys. All right. Well, now Brian and I are, are going to roll into the the matchups throughout the week, where we essentially go through. Uh, Every game that was played between the teams in our league, we like to start off with the the matchup of the week, where we typically pick competitive teams that are going against each other. This one, I decided to kind of shake it up a little bit. I went with probably the closest matchup that we had, and it actually uh, involved two two of the uh, two of the teams in my own pod, and one of the guys is on this podcast now. So the matchup of the week was Chris versus Brian. Uh, Chris is currently the number one ranked team in Jake's Jumping Beans pod. Brian, are you four? Is that right? Am I three and you're four? Yes, currently? yes I'm four. Okay. I wrote that down. Chris and Brian went toe-to-toe. The final score ended up being Chris 146.6 and Brian 144.3. Brian, I'm assuming you were paying attention to the score throughout the, throughout this. How close was it leading into like the final moments? So the final moments were pretty devastating. Now, I knew Patrick <laughs> Mahomes was going to have a great night, but he needed mm. 31 or something, something or I think he needed 30 to win. And uh, he ended up getting 31, and it was solely because he threw a touchdown with four to five minutes left in the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I mean, at that point, I mean, it was – we'll talk about it later, but Patrick Mahomes threw to Travis Kelsey for his fourth touchdown of the day. And at that point – Incredible. If, if his Chris scored 31 points from his quarterback on Monday night, I mean, that's it's what he needed. Yep. Then, reality, I was pretty happy with my team. Like, I think this was a good week for me. Tyler had a bad game, but I'm not too worried about that. Bad as an 18 points. Tyler no, you, you played good. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. No, you, you played good. You're, you were projected 130. You got 144. You sold off your entire team, basically, other than your quarterback and your receivers. And so, I mean, 144, whenever you, like, again, you traded away your primary points, like scores for your team, you, yeah. you kind of got to smile at that. Every now and then you get a good week. It would have been nicer if you would have came away with a win, obviously. would have felt a little better at the end of the day. But still, and what, what they wrote here is that it was a real nail-biter. That's what Yahoo called this, this matchup. But uh, some takeaways from this matchup. Tyler Lockett had a great game. He's playing, honestly, pretty well with Geno Smith under the helm. I've been very surprised throughout this. Uh, like a little stint as Geno is the quarterback. He's playing better than the previous quarterback that was in Seattle. Uh, Tyler Lockett had 26.9 points. Dallas Goddard is looking really good right now in the Eagles system. He scored 16 points this week. I'm putting Dallas Goddard dynasty-wise, Brian. Up like it as a top five, six tight end. What do you think about that? I think that's about right. I think he's probably fifth or sixth, but I mean he's definitely really close. I yeah. think the I think the best thing about my team this week 
was in it was just my uh, bench players that I could have won with if I would have started. Mainly uh, Kenneth Walker. I mean, he scored a solid fifteen point three points with Rashad Penny going down. Like he looks like uh, he's going to be a starter for foreseeable future for my team. Yeah. And also, uh, James Cook did really good. I mean, not like really good, but he scored nine point eight points, which is good for him. And hopefully, my young running backs start start improving and. Mm-hmm. They can take over the helm soon. I know it usually takes a little bit of time for the rookies to kind of come into play. We're being kind of spoiled with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, um, a couple other rookies this year. Chris Olave has come in really hot. Drake London had a hot start before uh, the Falcons just kind of went downhill. But we've been kind of spoiled seeing rookies kind of go off a little earlier. And seeing James Cook start to kind of carve out a role, the touchdown helps. He had 31 yards, but – it is nice to see some of your guys start to kind of make the way up the depth chart a little bit, get some more playing time. Yeah. Uh, little, Chris, oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. A little disappointed about Baker with the injury, but did have too high of hopes. Just got to hold on to the OU quarterbacks for a bit more. What was he averaging throughout the stint as a starter? Do you know? Or just kind of spitball on what you remember seeing from him? I want to say about 15 because that's – I'd say 15 was his average week. I'm impressed he was getting 15, to be honest, especially having DJ Moore like I do. Uh, yeah. And absolutely or, seeing nothing from him on the side. Like, I'm not even starting DJ Moore right now. I was more talking about overall because I was thinking this year he's kind of gotten, let's say, he's averaging around 13, 14. But last year he didn't do very good. But the year before that, he was yeah. like averaging more like 22, 23. So. I can't, I still can't believe what happened to him. I mean, he went number one overall, correct? In the yes. draft. Number one overall pick. He, I mean, I'm not saying he had the strongest arm in the world, but he was incredibly accurate, great pocket presence. I feel like if you put a, a bucket out on the field, he could drop in the bucket anywhere. And he had a great, he had a, as a rookie, a great year with him. It's like he just fell out of love with management and ownership at that location. And it's all the swagger that Baker Mayfield had, because I feel like he just, his foundation is his swagger. And he just kind of lost his swag. And after that, it just kind of went downhill for him. Is that, all, do you see something similar? or It's all about confidence. It's happened to too many quarterbacks. Uh-huh. You don't have the confidence. You don't know what to do. Like You are the face of the team. Like You are the leader of the team. Yeah, if you so, don't have confidence in yourself, you start losing that from your players, and it just it can only go downhill. Just go downhill like that. I mean, you saw something similar with Tua. Tua was never really playing too hot. Mike McDaniels comes in. Tyreek Hill's freaking blowing him up, saying he's – more accurate than Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, he guy's on cloud nine. He's, he's playing well. Yeah, he's, he's doing he's, good. He's playing well until, he, you know, he's been out. But, uh, no, I, you're right. I guess you're, the last – Yeah, yeah. I guess the last thing about this matchup I'd really say is, honestly, the kickers, they scored a combined 34 points with Nick Folks scoring 18 and Justin Tucker scoring 16. And that's <laughs> that's got to be close to the most ever in a single matchup. I think you're you're probably right. It, kickers kind of ran wild this week. We'll see that throughout the matchups. They're highlighted kind of often. Kickers and IDP players. I think I just said players twice with IDP and then saying player IDP, afterwards. But yeah, but okay. yeah I, either way, I, a lot of points were scored for them. Let me roll through Chris real fast. Chris, he he's kind of squeaked out a win this week because he had Pitts out, which you know he's not getting a whole lot of points for Pitts anyways. But still, starting tight end that he. That he's got out. Swift is out. 
Higgins, he didn't play this week either. I think he has like a – was it a high ankle sprain or something like that? Yeah, but, like that. Yeah, but either way, two huge contributors with Swift and Higgins not playing. Pitts, I mean, unfortunately, he's he's kind of scrapping by trying to pick up another tight end, and tight ends are scarce right now. Uh, his quarterbacks played exceptionally well with Patrick Mahomes getting 31 points. Joe Burrow under projection but still scoring 19. That's fine. That's very serviceable, especially in your uh, super flex position. So quarterbacks play, got him 50 points. DK Metcalf, other end of the stick, kind of with Tyler Lockett getting 27. He got 16.3. Again, Geno Smith doing great as a whole. I think he's like the fourth most accurate quarterback right now in the league. He's doing a great job serving his time in Seattle. So I'm interested to see if he's working his way into a full-time star role for them. That'd be pretty interesting. Um, David Montgomery, Melvin Gordon were left on the bench for him. Uh, Montgomery with 18 points, Gordon 14. Marquise Valdez-Scanton also got 14 and a half, but you're most likely not starting him every any week with Chris and kind of his current lineup with A.J. Brown, D.K. Higgins. Um, Higgins was in Chris's starting lineup, so he did not actually score any points for him. I didn't know if that was like a game time decision. I wasn't paying attention to that. But that hurts anytime you have a guy in your starting lineup does a score. So the fact that he was able to kind of get a win this week, very fortunate, especially with kind of Keegan right in, right on his heels. Yeah, I would agree with that. I guess we'll go to the next matchup with uh, Ricky and Ryan. Ricky pulled off the win 181.8 to Ryan's 161.6. Um, in reality, the biggest thing was, like we talked about earlier, is Ricky Dominay with Travis Kelsey scoring a solid 32.5 points. He also got a lot from his uh, receivers with uh, Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams scoring close to 51 combined. Did you see the Devontae Adams push? I did. Uh, I've watched it from multiple angles because there are definitely some angles that make it look terrible. Like, well, I shouldn't even say terrible. That he just pushed the little guy around. But there's other angles where this guy, like Devontae Adams has his head down right when he looks up, the guy's running right in front of him. And he kind of pushes him last minute. Obviously, he's pissed. But, yeah, no, I, I saw it. Yeah. What do yeah you did think you see that? Did you see he actually think? got charged? Yeah, I did. What do you think the uh, NFL should do about it? I want to hear your opinion. <sighs> Don't get political with me on this. But I say political because of what the NFL stance is going to have to be. Um, essentially it's a player harming someone who is on the field that is not obviously like another player. Um, this was someone who works for like within the department, it's not serving a good sign for them. Um, historically the NFL has not done a good job handling like punishments given throughout the league. Uh, they're kind of, a, that's kind of a black eye on their part. A lot of people always have a lot of judgments behind it. So I don't know what they're going to do, Brian. I, I don't think they're going to make him skip out a game. But I can see them handing him like a 15, 20K fine for pushing a pushing a guy. So Especially you, now that he's got a warrant. What do you think, though? <laughs> Me, personally, just being honest, um, man, I don't care. <laughs> it's going to sound kind of cold. Uh, if you, I, watched the, I watched a bunch of videos like throughout my lunch break today kind of trying to see what was going on with it. The guy legitimately was running from the side right in front of him. Devontae Adams did have his head down. Obviously, he's pissed. In that moment, I'm probably going to push him too. Not because I necessarily like am mean-spirited or like I, I'm out to get somebody, but I'm pissed, man. I'm pissed. And some guy's about to bump into me. So I, I'll, I'm probably going to react. And unfortunately, he's a football player. 
he's going to react probably in a more hostile way considering what his position is, especially like, like I said, he's getting tackled nonstop. He's got a killer mindset. I got at all times. So you're getting a player like that. He's already pissed. He's getting a guy running in front of him and he did a light push. Like at the end of the day, he's a big, he's a big fella. I mean, he, he could have made that a lot worse. I don't, I don't think it was as bad as it was made out to be, but See? I also saw, I also saw his tweet and that. I don't think he really meant it throughout the tweet, just being straight up. So, I like to hear what you got to say, too. I think it's one game. I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I think you have to kind of stand a set a standard on what they should do in the future. So, you make you sure do. that you do. none of this happens again. In, no, reality, in right. reality, though, going back to the matchup, Eckler kind of dominated with 37.4 for Ryan. Justin Jefferson scored, Jeff, Justin Jefferson scored 28.8. But it really comes down to just Ryan's quarterbacks have been struggling. Matt Ryan with eight points, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill with 11. It's kind of hard. If he's going to make a run for the championship, he's got to get some better quarterback play, better than 19 points a game. It's just pitiful. Matt Ryan and uh, Ryan Tannehill, that's hard. Do you think we're going to see any action from uh, – nuts? Who's the who's Tennessee's backup again? What's his name? Um, Malik Willis. Yeah, do you think we're going to see any action from Malik at all? I think next year. I, I you think it'll be he, next year, so nothing this year? Yeah, unless he gets hurt and he takes it over, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't expect anything. But I will say that Jonathan Taylor didn't play this week. Ryan mm-hmm. did have a quarterback on the bench scoring 18 and Derek Carr. And so he has the he has the players. He has people coming back. Just We'll see what happens. I'm surprised he didn't start Derek Carr, especially with how Matt Ryan's played throughout this year. Yeah, I was kind of surprised too, especially over. Yeah, I was just Matt Ryan has not played good, but maybe he had uh, his Thursday night. Maybe hoping it was gonna be a shootout somehow with Denver, even though that hasn't happened. I can mm-hmm. kind of see it, but we'll see. Do you want to talk about Easton and Yosh? I'd love to talk about Easton Yosh. This one ended up being pretty close too. Uh, Easton, Easton was uh, number one, I think, just two weeks ago. He slipped down in sixth place after this week. Yash is currently in fourth place. Uh, but Yash pulled out the win 181.6 to 170.8. Easton's quarterbacks have come down to earth just a little bit, not so much from Jalen Hurts, but more of the combination between the two. Uh, Lamar with 18 points this week. Jalen Hurts with a, a pretty staggering 32 uh, 240 passing yards, six, yeah, sorry, passing yards and the two rushing touchdowns. What helps him tremendously are the extra four points. It, I guess I, that's the difference between like a, a 28 point game to the 32, like he had for getting the rushing touchdowns versus the passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So incredibly fortunate that he still has that to kind of go off of Lamar. I mean, Lamar's still playing very, very good. Uh, he had a down week for Lamar and that's still, 18 and a half fantasy points. I mean, I would take that. If Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields got that for my team, I'd still be happy for that. I think they're making good progress. Granted, expectations are a little different because he's got Lamar, but uh, it's it's still a serviceable week. It's not something that's going to kill your team. He had some players that rose above their expectations. David Njoku, 14 points. Um, Hollywood Brown hitting 21.3. He's had a really good year so far. Nick Chubb being – you can make an argument right now for the best running quarterback being Nick Chubb. He doesn't catch a whole lot, but the boy's still putting 134 yards on the ground with a touchdown. 
it that that's good. That's what you want to see from your starting running back. That's that's leading your team. The rest of his team pretty much played okay. Um, nothing is making his team non-competitive, or it's just kind of bringing like really sinking him from being uh, having like having a good matchup. You're seeing a lot of uh, eleven-point games from Debo, Terry McLaurin, Jamal Williams. The Lions had a really rough week. They didn't score anything. They lost zero to twenty-nine. So when your team's playing like that, uh, it's it's hard to come by. For the, the, the obviously the touchdowns are kind of hard to come by. So Jamal failed to meet expectations. He only scored about seven points. His kicker and then his IDP they didn't really show out. But his team still played good. Obviously, like I said, they all played about average, uh, other than some of the, the the big guys. So he still scored one hundred seven points. But Yash, on the other hand. Yash is doing this crazy thing. Me and Brian had the conversation, I think, for like the last two weeks, to where his super flex position, he is not playing a quarterback. He does not have a solid, valuable quarterback to play right now in terms of the guys that are like on his team that he could start over them. So instead, he's playing two running backs, as Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. And then he started playoff Lenny. Uh, excuse me, Christian McCaffrey in his regular flex spot, and then playoff Lenny in a super flex spot. So his running backs, Lenny, 35 points. Christian McCaffrey, 22.4. Kamara, 24.4. Dalvin Cook, 28.6. Huge, massive production. All of them hit, which is really nice to see, considering uh, a couple of these guys have really started off slow. Justin Herbert had an okay game, 15, 15 fantasy points, 230 yards and a passing touchdown. That's a, that's a very average game for him. Michael Pittman, Amon Ross St. Brown, not the best games, 15 points combined for the two of them. Gerald Everett, his tight end, had a stinker, <laughs> 0.7 points. So, Yash was completely led by his running backs. They played exceptionally well, scored 182 fantasy points for the week, and he's still a meat on the bone. He still had Ramondre Stevenson on the bench as another running back option. He could have had one of the most outlandish performances from a tight end of all time, with Taysom Hill, three rushing touchdowns, 112 rushing yards, and a passing touchdown. There is no reason this man should be labeled as a tight end on his team. He yeah, got 40 I, fantasy points. I could honestly see running back, but tight end, like, he, no, I don't he's know. not a tight end. He runs the ball. I don't, I, I, it's one, I, he's not a tight end. Yes, he does block some, but in reality, what his main position is running the ball at the goal line. I don't understand mm-hmm. why. It's just because the Saints list him as a tight end, but I I agree. I'm surprised that it could be quarterback. It could yes, be running quarterback, back. running back. I he still passes the ball. He'll still take snaps as a quarterback sometimes, but I I think some of these fantasy uh, systems, like I guess I guess from the said systems, but like um, oh, what do you want to call it? Interfaces like where we have Yahoo, Sleeper, ESPN. I feel like they need to kind of come into play here and be like, you know what? I know his team lists him as a tight end, but let's be honest now. He's he's not a he's not a tight end. Yeah. No, but the Yash didn't get to seek the benefit from it, which is uh he still won, so he's fine. It's it's not hurting him at all. You know what I mean? So he so he's okay. Yeah. So I guess we'll go to Keegan and Caden next. Uh kind of a big difference with Keegan at four and one now. Caden at 0 and 5. 
uh, after this week, at least, since Keegan did beat Caden mm-hmm. 148.9 to about 106. Um, there was nothing cool about this game that when I was looking through this, I mean, there was a kind of a running back battle between the two with Derrick Henry at 30 and Breeze at 29. But in reality, it just Caden just didn't have a great week. His defensive players only scored 12 points. Uh, Conklin only scored zero. Quill Herbert scored 1.1. We'll get into this a little bit more later, but in reality, like nothing, nothing really stood out to me. Even between Keegan's team, Keegan had a pretty, pretty good game between his receivers of Amari Cooper and Mike Williams, and like I said, that Derrick Henry at 30.2, but Matt Stafford 11.32. I guess the biggest interesting aspect of this matchup was. Did you see who Keegan started at his Superflex? No, I wasn't paying attention to that. Let me look really quick. I'll just tell you. Hunter oh, Henry. In- interesting. What? <laughs> what? What's he doing? I started looking at his his backups, though. I'm like, who else is he going to start? Devin Duvernay? Well, you're right, because two is out, and he only had one other quarterback, didn't he? Yeah, so I, yeah, he I, only had two quarterbacks. So I, mean, I guess you're right. He had to he had to go for their player. But personally, knowing Rashad Bateman was out and how well Duvernay, I I, I think Devin Duvernay is better than I would like to give him credit for. He's kind of so, carving out a role for them. I mean, it's it's a hard role whenever you've got um, Mark Andrews as the primary target hog, and then Rashad Bateman as number two. But he's he's not a bad player. And with Rashad Bateman being, I probably would have started. Duvernay, to be honest. Yeah. I will say one more thing before we move on to the next matchup. I think Keegan needs to utilize his IR matchups, especially with uh, Pringle <laughs> and Traylon Burks on the IR and not in his IR spots. Look, Keegan, you need some extra players. Maybe it's a backup quarterback and P.J. Walker, someone along those lines. Add some players. Maybe trade for Tyler Lockett. Get a couple wins. All right. We can go to the next one. The IR spot is huge. Okay, I didn't notice. You got to roast Keegan a little bit on that, Brian. You did a good job, but you need to really let it simmer. Because we have two freaking IR spots in this league. We have two. There is absolutely no excuses for not for not being able to. Sorry. Right when I started talking crap, I got a – something just flew into my eye. I am struggling. I am struggling. So hard to see right now, Brian. Yeah. Uh, do you need some glasses to protect yourself? I think so from all this. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know what? We'll persevere. We'll keep moving forward. This is what I deserve for talking crap on Keegan because you know what? He's a solid fella. <laughs> he didn't deserve this. <laughs> how about okay, you go, do you need to go take care of yourself while I No, it's Logan okay. No, it's fine. I got I got Logan and Jason. I got it right here. Don't worry. <laughs> Let me okay, no, because this one will be really quick. Because there's, there's nothing to say for Jason. <laughs> Logan and Jason. Uh, Logan's currently, after this week, number one in our league. Uh, he beat Jason as a pure smackdown by essentially doubled Jason's score, 165 to 84. Uh, let me highlight Logan rolling through his team. He's got the generational talent of Josh Allen, scoring 37 fantasy points, just 424 passing yards, four passing touchdowns. It was a thing of beauty. The fact that he... He's kind of back. He kind of struggled for about two weeks, and he's kind of back to his last year ways in terms of just being a gunslinger back there, running around the pocket, throwing bombs, just essentially doing whatever he wants. Uh, when Josh Allen plays good, 
guess who's going to see a good turnaround? Stephon Diggs, also on Logan's team, 22 fantasy points. Uh, Tyree Kill, he played okay, 11.5 fantasy points. was really unfortunate. Uh, two is out. And Teddy Bridgewater, second play of the game, concussion, he's out. So they had uh, – I don't remember who it was. It's it's some quarterback I never heard of before, Brian. You know who it is or no? Who? Miami. Miami's third oh, string. Yeah. Is it uh, – oh, yes, it's Skylar Thompson. I think it's Kansas Thank you. back last year. You're right. You're right. Thank you. It's, it's Skylar Thompson. So he didn't look bad. He looked serviceable. So I think fantasy managers will be okay having him in. Uh, and then Logan's got the positional advantage that he did not need to use on poor Jason Soul. Yeah, 21 points from Mark Andrews. Tom Brady still looking fine. 20 fantasy points for him. So that's good to see from Tom because I was getting a little nervous for old Tom Tomcat. On his bench that he didn't play, Logan had Jeff Wilson Jr., 24 points. Tony Pollard, 16 points. Darius Slayton, the only option that was currently at the Giants that's not named Saquon Barkley that, uh, that can catch a ball, 13 points. Jalen Warren, as an OSU fan, this is really fun to see. Sorry, Najee Harris. Uh, you're losing snaps, bud, to Jalen Warren. Uh, Coach Mike Tomlin has said that Jalen Warren, he's going to get his, which is really exciting. But also, I don't trust anything coaches say half the time. I really you don't. Can't. Because Pete Carroll literally just said that uh, – oh, I'm so bad with names. Drew Locke. He said Drew Locke was nipping at the heels of Geno Smith. Uh, no, he's not. not. Not even close. On Jason's team um, – Every single person on his roster, every, not a single one met their projections, uh, except for Fred Warner, uh, his, his linebacker. So I wrote down on my notes, there are better weeks to come. Right, Jason? He's eight. He's currently beating me in the league. So I won't talk too much crap, but a hard week. He could have had a little bit extra help. Carson Wentz was left on the bench, 24 fantasy points. He had Jared Goff and uh, Aaron Rodgers starting. Listen, I probably would have started Jared Goff too, especially with the last week's performance that he had. So it was a hard week for Jason, uh, an easy win for Logan. Moving on. Yeah. I guess uh, we'll move on to the other low of the week. Uh, Ron at 0-5 and, 5 and uh, you at the very high of the week at 2-3. and 3. Um you beat Ron 156, 122. Uh, how'd it feel? How did it win? I, Brian, I am smashing how well I did last year compared to this year. Just completely obliterating projections. Uh, it felt great. I just, I'll let you here. I'll let you ride through it. I right. rode onto the wings of a certain player, but it felt really good to come out with a win for once. I have a question for you. How many wins yes, did you get last year? I think I only got two, right? I think you've already tied your uh, win. <laughs> win total from last year. The, the issue is I've played the all the bottom teams so far this year, and I'm still two and three. So, yeah, I'll go through the matchup. I'll go through kind of fast, even though you probably want to go in more detail and in depth. But I'll reality, get into it after you're done. I'll get, I'll get it after you're done. All right. But in reality, uh, Ronaldo got a 32.8 points by Josh Jacobs. You got 32.1 by Gabe Davis. Really carried Woo. you there. But in reality, I mean, it was a good week. You had Trevor Lawrence scoring 14, Saquon 19. Jerry Judy and Dobbins had a bad week, um, probably because they used to be on my team and not anymore. That's the only reasonable <laughs> explanation. 
but Justin Fields did have a good week. Uh, it's at 18.5. I mean, his 47 rushing yards helped him out. He and almost then, had a 50 rushing or almost an extra 50 rushing yards and a touchdown. It was called back on a garbage block in the back. Just, really? just saying. I didn't yep. see that. Yeah, but in reality – Don't I mean, worry. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you later. Don't worry. Okay, I'll be excited. Phone. But in reality, it was just Gabe Davis carrying the uh, lead over Adam Thielen. Um, on Ronaldo's team, you outscored him by 27 points on your wide receiver one, and you won by 34 points. That'll almost make it up right there. Hey, bud, it feels real good to win sometimes. I did notice that if Ronaldo would have started uh, some guys that he didn't start, he probably would have snuck away with the win, just being honest. But you take your win sometimes, you know what I mean? You got to take what you can get every now and then. Yeah, I, I think it was some good uh, – some good progress for some of your players, especially Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DJ Moore had a decent week for the first time. I mean, 10 points, something crazy. Uh, but Nico Collins got a solid 10 also. I mean, you had a bunch of 10, 11 pointers there uh, besides Gabe Davis. So that's a little, that's pretty exciting. Josh it's Reynolds, encouraging. Josh yeah, Reynolds encouraging. has kind of been going off. And Sam Darnold, honestly, with Baker out or Baker. Uh, getting hurt, he may be coming back as a starter, so that's great for you. Yeah, Sam Darnold was seen on the field today, actually. Really? I, I pay attention to Sam Darnold, uh, apparently, whenever Baker plays as bad as he did. I only kept him because he was in an IR spot. I legitimately almost dropped Sam Darnold. Some guy didn't. So, Keegan, it's nice when you have an IR spot. <laughs> you can just <laughs> keep a guy that you don't want to keep. Uh, but did you see the article? Not, I guess not an article. It's more of just rumors or tweets that the Panthers after firing coach rule and then the defensive coordinator um, they're currently looking at offers to do essentially like a full reset with CMC and DJ Moore just because they know that they are actually worth something and they could potentially get picks out of it did you see that I did see that I feel like I've seen obviously I've seen it before the firings Uh but I wonder if they're actually going to do it I think it's very possible However, I think if you want to get a true good coach in, I think you may need those players to entice those coaches. So that's kind oh, of a 100%. Fault. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, especially DJ, DJ Moore's contract. Go ahead. Especially DJ Moore, because I feel like I feel like Christian McCaffrey you can get away with. He's probably only got a couple more years. So when you bring a coach in, he's probably looking more at the three- to five-year range of mm. – being a contender, but I think DJ Moore fits them with a Christian McCaffrey. So kind of agree with it, disagree. I'm going to guess that they trade McCaffrey, but not DJ Moore. I, so I agree with you. I know that I'm trying to look up Christian McCaffrey's contract because it's hard. It's not, a, it's not, an, it's not an easy contract. DJ Moore is a lot friendlier than Christian McCaffrey's is. And I'm trying to see if I can find it. I think it's, it's another four years at like 16, 17 million. I was listening to it the other day. Were you, okay, cool. Yeah, for an older quarterback, you idiot, Jake. For an older running back that uh, – I don't like to use the term injury prone, but he kind of is. His base salary to, uh, through 2023, 2024, and 2025 is 11, or 12 mil, 12 mil, 12 mil. That's a, that's a decent amount, especially signed out to 2025 like you just mentioned. So, I mean, harder contract to kind of have to deal with for the league, but – uh, I'm with you. I think DJ Moore has got the longevity on his side, easier contract. They'll keep him potentially, especially to help raise a young quarterback. Whereas as CMC, he's kind of the life of the Panthers, but 
they would they would do some good to be able to get some picks for running back. It's kind of like you know, it's kind of like our fantasy team, you know. Yeah, you know, gotta, running backs only last so long. Always got to rebuild. Do you want to review all the uh, all the games real fast? Uh, I'll just review. I'll let you review the uh, recap of the standings. Here, okay. actually, yeah. Let me, let me go back. Sorry, no, you're you're right. I should have done that. Quick recap. Uh, General Booty versus Beast Mode. Jake versus Ron. 156 down 122. Jake pulled it out. Logan versus Jason. Logan won 165.1284. Chris versus you. Chris won 146 to 144. Very close round. Matchup of the week. Keegan versus Caden. Keegan pulled it out 149 to 106. Um, Easton versus Yash. Yash pulled it out 182 to 171. So a great matchup, great high-scoring matchup. That's what you want to see to two guys that are uh, in contention for potentially winning this league. And you got Ricky versus Ryan. Ricky won by 20 points, 182 to 162. Another solid matchup. Ryan just kind of had a harder week because of the quarterbacks. Uh, and Ricky himself, just it's nice to have Travis Kelsey, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. I- in terms of oh, – go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I guess I was going to go over the uh, highest score of the week, which was Ricky at 181.8. And then the lowest score was Jason, 84.04. Just to tally this up, we have Ricky three times as the highest score, and then Easton Logan at one time, and then the lowest score, me once, Jason once, and now Ronaldo three times. So kind of an even spread with Ricky, but with Ricky taking the highest three times and Ronaldo taking the lowest three times. We almost I had did. a new face on the highest score with Yash. He only uh, missed out by 0. 0.2 points. Yeah, I know. It was so close, so far away. But uh, going back to the standings, uh, the Trout Man, number two, usually is number one in the league right now, leading <laughs> his division at 4 and 1. And then you have Ricky's team also at 4 and 1. And then Chris at 4 and 1. And then Yash at 4 and 1. And Keegan at 4 and 1. So the top five are all four and one. So very top heavy, but no one undefeated. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Easton at number six at three and two, which I, I think, yeah, it's the only three and two team, which is kind of interesting. And then you have Ryan at two and three, uh, Jason at two and three, and you at two and three, which is kind of funny that Ryan is in the same record as you. But mm-hmm. he's 100 points more scored than I do, 110. That's fantasy football for you. I mean, I mean, Ryan scored forty more points than Keegan, and he is currently two two more losses. Mm-hmm. But going, but going on that, I'm number ten at one and four, and then uh, somehow Caden at zero and five is zero and eleven. That's because Ronaldo is zero and five. Also, mm-hmm. at so. so kind of kind of disappointing, devastating. If you look at it, I mean, Easton have Easton's currently three and zero in his uh, division, which is interesting in the fact that he swept, but he's lost every game outside of the division. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. But he's lost every game in his division. No, he's won. Easton's won every game in his division. Lost okay, every sorry. Game outside of his division. Okay, thank you. I just misheard you. I apologize. I was about to say he did not lose to Caden. Yes. So, I yeah. would have I would have never stopped giving Easton crap if he would have lost to Caden's team. Yep. 
I hit him up trying to make a trade with him. Exactly. I hit him up trying to make a trade with him today. Uh, has not messaged me back. I literally, my first text was, hey, hello, Easton, old buddy, old pal. And then he didn't answer. So an hour later, I said something like, like, oh, I've known you since like, for, I've known you forever. My, my my old buddy. How's it going? He still is not texting back yet. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Well, do so we'll see how it goes. Do you want to announce our, uh, um, I guess, who, who our podcast co-host is going to be for the rest of today? Yes, uh, this is going to be a long pod, but you know what? It'll be a fun one. So on this pod, you know what? Instead, I'm going to call Caden in, and then we'll yeah, do the introduction. I, with, I realized yeah. that, right? right. No, so, no, no, you're fine. I did a bad way of going into it. I'm going to keep all this, though, because I think it's kind of – it's fun to see our mistakes. So everybody <laughs> knows that we – Brian and Jake are human. So uh, let's call Caden in. We'll do the introduction for Caden. Uh, a word from our sponsors in the meantime. That would be the perfect place to plug a sponsor if you would like to sponsor us. So uh, hit hit Brian up. <laughs> the uh, accounting department. Yeah, hit up our accounting department. That's Brian. He handles the money. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening to the advertisement because we are sponsored. I really appreciate it. This week, we get to have one of my best friends who I've known since second grade. He's an incredible human being. He is the winner. Uh, he was the winner back in 2020 of the Experimental Dynasty League. He sold his soul to win. Everybody, please welcome in Caden Kennedy. How's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? Going good. How about y'all? <laughs> pretty good. Uh, sold my soul is pretty accurate. <laughs> it's okay. We'll dive into that more as, as we go on. But I, I wanted just to start off with uh, – so people who are listening who don't know you, obviously me and Brian have known you for, for quite a while. Uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, I mean, like Jake said, I went to went to school with Jake. I, I think I may have had a year with Brian. I'm not entirely sure. I, I, or I might have left a little before he got there. Brian, you, you probably remember that better than I do. What, uh, what but, year uh, did you leave? I left fourth grade. So, yeah, I, I was there third and fourth grade. Or third. Yeah, so, so we had two years. Yeah, we had two, two years, years, yeah. Not that my memory is the best of back then, but you know. <laughs> uh, but ended up moving over to Amber Pocasset. Graduated from there. Jake and I went to college together at Oklahoma State. Um, Jake actually introduced me, or I guess reintroduced me to Brian through a fantasy basketball league initially, and then that was eventually, pretty hot, heavy league. Honestly, it was a lot of drama behind I, it. I, I do remember a fantasy trade that was hinging upon you and Brian playing a one-on-one game. No, it wasn't anything. It was all about it. I, I think yeah. it was about Anthony Davis, if I remember right. I'm not. No, it was, sure. uh, it was Giannis and. Uh, That's uh, who it was. Who Who was your guys, Brian? I could not. Remember. I remember this. But he played for the Raptors. Details. He played for the Raptors, and he went to the Spurs. Yeah, that's who it was. Okay, sorry. You keep going, Caden. But that you're bringing but, back some good memories. But yeah, no, I, re- I remember you telling me very in depth about that. And Brian, just to your credit, by the way. Jake initially was like, okay, I haven't seen Brian in a while, but I think I can beat him. And whenever he, whenever he finally got back to me, he's like, okay, Brian's way more athletic than I remember. He really, it was really, really hard. <laughs> so, was really hard. so you got, you got some props from Jake for like getting athletic. <laughs> but uh, no, eventually, uh, eventually I think Brian asked me 
and Jake both to be in a fantasy football league, and then it developed into this dynasty football league we're now in. Yeah. And you weren't super into the NFL, at least, or into football until uh, until fantasy, right, Caden? Until college, I was not. Yeah, so basically, once I got to college, started going to OSU football. Like, I started to get into it because, you know, it's my college where I'm from. But then whenever I got into fantasy football with you guys, that really took off my interest in football itself. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely grown in it since – college and beyond, especially because of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this dynasty league is – If I know way more players now than I ever would. Oh, me too. I, I cannot believe how many people I know on this one from just having to do research over the stupid thing. Yeah. Right. I, say, I say stupid in a loving way because yeah. when, I'm de- when I'm debating Richie James versus uh, Albert o- Okoye Boonham, I forget how to say his name. I'm like, I I'm way in too deep. <laughs> <laughs> Richie James, real player. Uh-huh. No one else believes me. Yeah, yeah. But Logan, <laughs> Richie James exists. This, yeah, well, so this, is, this is your first Dynasty League, and I know you went from essentially not being super into football to wanting to be a part of like a campus to Canton League. Oh, yeah. So, I'm, you, I'm, so you're eight up. I, I am. I'm deep in it. Uh, I do a little bit of college fantasy football on the sides, why, why I really am intrigued by the campus to Canton stuff. I haven't gotten in one of those leagues yet, but it's, it's pretty fun. Is the, is the college fantasy football kind of like your side hoe, just off the side? <laughs> Basically, I, I, kinda che- I don't check it as regularly as I do the Yahoo one, uh, but I, I check it every now and then, basically. I, my team's actually the first in that league, and it's by pure luck more than anything else. <laughs> Do you have a favorite trade that you've made in our dynasty league? See, that's, that's a hard one. I don't know that I have a favorite trade. I've made a lot of trades I've really enjoyed, but I've had half the league on my roster, it feels like. so You've made a lot uh, of trades. <laughs> I guess recently I've, I've enjoyed like some trades I've liked that I've made recently. I, I sent uh, Ryan, Michael Carter, and Tylen Wallace for Daniel Jones, who actually looks like a competent quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Um. What about your Brees it. Hall trade? I feel like your Brees Hall is pretty solid. That one was a fun one. I forget what all the details were, but that was with you, Brian, last year. I remember Alvin Kamara was basically the headliner of that trade. Yeah, so and it, I, if I remember correctly, I got the choice of one of them. Or yeah, maybe you got you the – you, Maybe you got the choice of my developmentals. But either way, I end up later on making a trade with you for a different player and then relinquishing the right to Brees Hall. Yeah, that, yeah, I remember that because you had it, – it, it was your choice because I was sweating bullets that year trying to find a way to get the choice removed because it was I had Brees and Kyron Williams because I had listened to a podcast about some guys talking up Kyron Williams, and I was like, I got to take this guy because he might be a sleeper, and that was the worst dev pick I've ever made. Um. <laughs> Fun fact, I tried to trade Ky- for Kyron Williams earlier this week from Jake. Really? Yeah. You didn't really try too hard, Brian. I didn't try. I just was putting some feelers out, just trying to you see You didn't even do a counter trade, which granted, I didn't make a real offer to you back. Brian's The way Brian likes to trade is to be like, hey, what do you want for this player? He makes you put the offer out on the table first. You can't. Come on, Brian. See, I try, I try to ask that just because I don't want to lowball a guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and make him upset because then I feel like it just it doesn't get anywhere if I if I do it if I do it like that. So I I, I got to give props to Brian. I always yeah. I'll just tell Brian it's way too high. It's all like he asked for Kyron. I said I'll take Dallas Goddard. 
And Brian obviously, <laughs> Brian obviously didn't respond. To I didn't. I, even, I, I couldn't do it to everybody though. I could only do it to like you or Brian, because if I were to make, if I were to say that someone else, like, all right, Jake sucks. You've sent I, me some stupid crap before, but we both laughed about it. I forget what what some of them have been. Oh, I just go back to your text messages from like yesterday for sure. Oh, um, let's see. No, you're good. Though. You don't have to say that on 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 live. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. All right, getting back on track, Caden. Do you have a least favorite trade? Oh yeah, I, I have a least favorite trade. Hold definitely. on, Caden. I I know what it is, by the way. So I'm really excited to hear you say it. Uh, it pains it pains me about. to say it, but it was whenever I was in that desperate bid for a championship, I needed a quarterback, and so I traded. Oh, I had I had the details pulled up earlier because I was looking at it. Uh, <laughs> I traded Justin Herbert. I think. You traded Daniel for for Daniel Jones. Basically, basically, the headliner of the deal was I got Daniel Jones and Cortland Sutton, and I sent away Justin Herbert. And five days later, Justin Herbert was throwing dimes on national football TV. And five Daniel days Jones later, Tyrod Taylor got stabbed in the ribs. Exactly. And so that so, trade went from all right to horrible in about the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. So let me get this straight. You're possibly your favorite trade and your least favorite trade. Both involved <laughs> Daniel Jones. I, it was my favorite trade. I said I, I enjoyed it because <laughs> Daniel Jones actually surprised me. I was just needing to try and find a way to get a quarterback to start because my my quarterbacks at the time were Zach Wilson on IR and Geno Smith before I knew Geno Smith was going to turn into Russell Wilson. Shut up. So you still have – it's the same guy. After all the trades have happened, all roads lead to Caden's team. Yes. You traded away Daniel Jones, and <laughs> now you have him back. <laughs> it's okay. I've done that before, too, with Baker. It, it happens. Caden, uh, are you still on? Yeah, I'm still on. Sorry. Did, okay. did it drop me for a no, second? No, you're fine. It was a little quiet. You're probably just listening and telling. I appreciate that. So – you're married. You have a wonderful wife. I love V. She's great. What does she feel or how does she think about uh, the process, everything you go through, all the work, all the texting me late at night? What does she think <laughs> about the fantasy football season? Well, I, I've often been told, text your girlfriend and say hello whenever I've been texting you late at night about trades. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what, I, what I love about it, this is it's not trades like you and I are making to other people half the time. Brian, so FYI, me and Caden have always are always talking trades to each other's team, like nonstop. It is always it's, ongoing. It's, it's constant. Obscene. Uh, it's it's absolutely terrible, and half of them are just garbage ones for me. And Caden's actually trying to put a good package together, so I appreciate Caden for that. But we text often about trades to each other. But I love, but, uh, I love to hear it. I love the communication with them. I will say uh, that that twenty twenty year. I... <laughs> I feel so bad for Brenna because I really was locked in. So, like, those three or four months of fantasy football, I was not the most fun to be around because I did not talk much. And I look back, I'm like, oh, man, that was my first year of marriage. Yeah. How on earth did she put up with me? <laughs> I'm like, now, hey, you're... now it's 11 o'clock at night and you're on a podcast about this league. I, I, I tell her, I was like, hey, you're a saint. But, no, I, I, try, I tried to scale it back a little, but part of that's just because of the rebuild. So, you know. <laughs> I can't get over that. That's probably fair for your sanity is during a rebuild to scale it back just a little bit. Hey, I, I can't tell you how long that, that year I spent like just 
pouring over trades and thoughts and like, okay, if I send this piece over here, then I'll have this so I can send it over here and get this back. And I was, I was a nut. <laughs> well, you were making trades that had like stipulations. Like, so you get this guy and I get these picks, but if this guy's still on this team next year, and I, anytime you sent me something like that, I don't have the mental capacity. Like <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm an idiot. I was like, See, I, I was like, I'm not holding on to that. Ryan and I had a deal like that where I wanted to get Jordan Love for him, from him last year because I really liked Jordan Love and just kind of what he was doing. Now it still might not pan out for me, but I just like some of the film I watched of him. But I was worried that if I gave up the, the first that he wanted, Aaron Rodgers would still be on the roster. And so that, basically we worded it to where if Aaron Rodgers was gone, it would be a first, but if he wasn't, there'd be two seconds. Uh, I actually ended up trading back for those seconds this year. And I sent him Tim Patrick, who blew out his ACL about 30 minutes after the trade was accepted. Oh, it's, fan- it's fantasy football. Brian, hit him with another one. Yeah, just speaking of trades, if you would have to guess, during the fantasy football season, how much time a week do you think you work through your trades now compared to when you won your championship? Oh, it is so much less. When I when I won that championship, I was spending probably. I mean, like during during a weekday, almost two two or three hours a day on it, just thinking through it, I mean, which is I way two too much. Hours just texting you, Caden. Then it's probably more than that if I had to think about yeah. it. But but now that <laughs> now now it's a whole lot less. Like I'll go some days without really thinking about it. I'll still check up on the guys I have on my roster and like look through reports, see what they're doing, or like the dev guys look at it. But I'm not quite as like, okay, I got to figure out this trade. I got to figure out this trade. And what, what would be the worst is I would spend hours thinking over a trade and being like, okay, am I willing to give this up? I'm willing to think about this. And I would send the offer out there and just get back a no. So I'd, I'd, be, I'd be pouring hours sweating bullets over, okay, I think I can give this up just to get back, just, you know. <laughs> just to know from Easton. Easton, Easton, just saying, Easton, no Easton probably just close. reads him. I think I got some nas from Easton, some nos, or just some red and never replied. <laughs> that's a that's a classic Logan for me. It's just a reading it and never getting anything back from it. He's okay. he's better now. He's better now that I've kind of gained a relationship with Logan. But before I'd send him something and I mean it was just just nothing. Just into the void. All right, Cade, another question for you. What's your favorite trade partner in this league? I mean, I guess it's got to be Jake just because he and I talk the most and we've shared each other's rosters so much. But Me roster, Sue, co- Sue roster, right? <laughs> exactly. Other than, uh, other than me, we traded Trevor Lawrence back and forth three times in a row. In a week? In a week, (laughs) like one week. (laughs) I think it might have legitimately been like three days. Uh, Other than other than me, I know you and Chris have a good relationship with one another. Would you say it's probably him? Be Chris and Brian. Those two I've made the most trades with. Uh, I try. I like Chris. I've texted quite a bit about trades and whatnot. We've made quite a few. Uh, Brian as well. Just Brian's been more of like big deals but that was kind of last year because i sent him alvin Kamara, and we've we've talked some other big ones but mm-hmm. more than anybody else is probably yeah it's probably been chris i mean yash yash recently yeah so what like do you la- think last year good, recently 
Yeah. Who do you think, like, what do you think are the qualities that make a good trade partner? Oh, I mean, openness and talking about what their thoughts are on the trade. Uh, mm-hmm. I found that, like, it's, it's really good, even if we don't come to an agreement on a trade, because, you know, we value guys differently. Like, if people just say, okay, well, hey, I, I don't like this because I value this, receive, this receiver just a little more than that running back. And not mm-hmm. just saying no or not, not a, but kind of just mm-hmm. giving some thoughts behind it. So I, I try as best I can whenever offers have been made at me. If I don't want to do them, I'll be like, hey, this is why I don't want to do it, just to try and mm-hmm. maybe leave the door open for conversation. But I think, I think that communication is what makes it key. Right. So right. who, who's your least favorite trade partner in the league, and why is it Jason? <laughs> it's not Jason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Jason. Jason's the one I made the least trades with, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I might say Ron, just because I know Ron's busy. <laughs> the, the, the whole reason behind that is just because I know Ron's busy. So, like, if I message him, and it's something I've been worrying about, like, okay, is this going to be a good trade or not? I know I won't hear back for a few days. So I'm just sitting there agonizing for three or four days. <laughs> the best part is that Ron is the least busy, I'm pretty sure, in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> He's just old and doesn't check his phone. <laughs> there, was, there was the other day, I, I sent him a message for somebody. I think, I think I was talking to him about one of his receivers, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm at lunch right now. I'll check it later. And so I was like, okay, and I, I haven't heard back from him, but it, it, it's cool. <laughs> right at your wedding, Ron told me that there was no talking trades. That was for your, That's <laughs> awesome. your wedding. I'm like, Brian, I was like, Ron, I'm not in the headspace to talk for trades, but I'm, <laughs> I'm having a good time out here. You just, Kate, you just said, Ron, because you know he doesn't listen to these podcasts. You know you're in the you know you're in the clear. Oh no, no, that's that's the one where it's like I'll know, I'll just get a no, or I won't hear something from him. <laughs> he is someone it. who will just say yes, no. There is no negotiation. It's the most no. shocking thing because I'll send one. And I'll, I've I've actually sent one to him before and forgot about it. <laughs> and he sent me back a, a yes or a no, and I'm like, oh crap, what did I say? Yeah, and then he sends it to Brian and Logan, and it's already being voted on. You're like, Ron, I sent that a week and a half ago. Things change, man. <laughs> I'm not the same person I was two days ago. That's hilarious. Well, uh, do you have a favorite team in the NFL, Caden? You know, uh, I didn't for a long time, and I've kind of just, I've enjoyed watching different teams. Like I enjoyed watching the Colts a lot when Andrew Luck was there. Um, recently, though, a team I've been really invested with, just because I've had so many of their players, has been the Jets of all teams. Uh, I've got Zach Wilson and Brees Hall on my team. And so I've just – I've been really invested in, okay, are they actually doing a good rebuild there? Because I really need Zach Wilson to succeed. So I've, I've enjoyed watching what they've done. So I guess if I had to pick a favorite, as weird as it sounds, it is probably a shocking sound. Right now I'd say the Jets. Really you, can get, you get Elijah Moore if you want. I've tried to trade you for Elijah Moore like six times. You keep on we saying can, no. We can make that work out, bud. <laughs> get out of here with that crap. <laughs> is, that, is that where you kind of got the name Luckless from? I heard you say Andrew Luck earlier. Yeah, so when when we started the league, what was that? 2019, 2020, yeah, 2019. It was 2019. I I had like planned it out to where Andrew Luck was going to be my star QB. I was so excited. I got him and a week later he retired. <laughs> I was in the oh, middle of a different fantasy draft just about to pick him to be my quarterback 
and got the alert that he retired. Yeah. So, oh, wow. My plans went way out the window then. And I think <laughs> like Jacoby Brissett was my starting quarterback that year. Uh, oh, so that, that started my search for a good quarterback. But so I just put it luckless because I felt like I had bad luck at that time. And also I was without Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. I thought about changing it a few times, but I've, I've kind of enjoyed the name. I like that you've kept it this whole time. I gotcha. So, what do you remember from your fantasy championship win against uh, Logan, who likes to get second every single year? <laughs> uh, one of the biggest things I remember was watching and cheering Alvin Kamara on as he, as he scored those six touchdowns and just thinking, please keep him in the game. Please keep him in the game. Because I knew that was about the only shot I had. And then the very next day, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs were playing, and I saw a touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. I was sitting there at my – I started getting more and more sick to my stomach thinking Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are going to take this away from me. <laughs> was, was your wife concerned for your health? A little bit. <laughs> after, after it was done, she's like, I'm so glad that's over so you don't have to deal with that anymore. I was like, yeah, me too. Because yeah, babe. We just became $200 I, richer. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was cheering at the TV and she looked very concerned as, I, as, as Alvin Kamara was running it in. I'm surprised. <laughs> I remember you – frantically messaging in the group me this is a record this is a record give me my, I, my extra 10 point i guess come on hey, i mean, i wanted to make sure it. i had that taken care of yeah you i think camara sure scored like 50 or 60 that game yeah the game was still close y'all's matchup was still really close yeah, yeah that, that josh allen stefan diggs stack is is good yeah i mean it's carried into second place every year maybe this year first currently first in the league this year Hey, he keeps collecting those checks. I don't see what's wrong with it. Yeah, I guess uh, true. I don't either. All right, Caden. Uh, uh, funniest person in the league? I think it depends on the subject, but Yash has had some funny one-liners. She's sent in the group me. Yash is hilarious. I think I would have to agree with that one. Uh-huh. Everyone's got their moments, but I feel like Yash – Josh, my favorite one is when he was trading in the surgery room and says, wait a second, I got to go back to seat surgery. That was awesome. <laughs> that, about that probably 50 times in my life now. Uh, Do you remember who the trade was for? Was it even like a big trade? I bet it was for like probably Daniel Jones bet, I guess. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's had Daniel Jones. Cor- Corlin Sutton. One of the people I've been yep. traded 40 times. Cortland, I remember you posted a trade once. I remember the title of it, Cortland Sutton's 100th trade. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was like, like so I think Cortland Sutton and Kenny Galdi were traded back and forth in trades. I think it was like five times. That's wild, man. Like they're both in the same trades of, of some sort of capacity. They're kind of like, similar players, you know, big, tall receivers, injury issues. Tall. Big tall receivers, injury issues, at least before New York. I mean, both yeah. young. I mean, it was they were very similar receivers. People valued them similarly. I think it re- honestly, they both looked impressive. It depended on who was playing it on TV and that week. And it was like, all right, I want that player. And then the trade. Yeah, exactly. But um, what uh, what kind of changes would you like to see in the league this year? Just uh, since I'm me and Logan are co-commissioner, just hearing some thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've had 
like we, we talked about it the other day. Like I thought the campus scan idea would be a really cool one. I know, I know, like you said, the logistics of it are hard because then you got to keep up with college and pro leagues. Uh, I think like a true freshman dev would be interesting because then you could have one guy you follow all throughout his college career. And you'd, you'd be taking some dart throws, but it'd be interesting if nothing else. Yeah, I do. Right? I think it'd be interesting. I kind of thought about the the aspect of you said freshman. It would be kind of interesting to see if we did like a uh, a senior high school or maybe a high yeah. school draft. So like like they're about they're about to go into their senior year and they're they're going to go into college next year. Correct. So like you would have gotcha. high school developmental and college developmental. That'd be interesting. I think you would have seen Archie Manning taken like three years ago. Oh yeah, or who Quinn Ewers would have been drafted way before, and Caleb Williams, yeah. whoever. Yeah, just I go on twenty four seven sports, and then we just draft the top twelve people probably. Yeah, but there's also rivals who has different rankings, and that's true. On, that's true. On three, there's so many different rankings that's like you. You would have to like analyze all the sites, and you still got some guys who are little to no stars that are that are becoming big time wasn't jonathan taylor like a three-star yeah he he wasn't uh wasn't rated very highly well i guess we'll go on a deep dive on your team uh go your quarterback uh situation you have zach wilson geo smith as a starter and then brian, bench. brian do you mind if i step in something real quick right before we get to this yeah go ahead is that fine okay Oh, like Brian said, we're about to do a deep dive on your team, Caden. Before we do the deep dive and we get to see your team, I kind of want the people listening at home to understand why your team was formulated in the way it is. So any general fantasy philosophies that you've adopted, how it's kind of changed. So like, for instance, you know, we've mentioned earlier on that you sold your soul at the beginning of this, <laughs> the 2020 uh, year. Just kind of just quickly get into that, like why it happened. Yeah. We're already 30 minutes in. So, and then yeah, kind of yeah, how I'll, your I'll philosophy has changed since then. Yeah. So that, that 2020 year, I was really just looking at that year and that year only. Like I was trading every single pick I possibly had from then until 2025, which is going to suck. But then until 2025 to try and get players to win now. Then I actually also started trading uh, FAAB money as I went through as well. Um, but because of that, I was old as heck. And so I tried to just, I tried to hit the reset and get as young as possible. Um, and focused on some devs last year and then some devs this year. So my, my main philosophy was try and get as many dart throws as I possibly could have to become really talented players. Um, starting to shift to more of a zero RB mindset because that's served me well in other leagues. And so I, th- I thought, Hey, let's try and continue that here. Not completely disvaluing the RB, the running back spot, but really trying to more value those wide receivers and other other positions. Okay, awesome. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Brian, hit it, bud. Yeah, so we'll go back to your quarterback. Your starters <clears throat> are currently Zach Wilson, Jason Smith. You also have Daniel Jones, Jordan Love, and Cooper Rush on the bench. I mean, let's hear your thoughts about your quarterbacks. Do you like it? Do you, do you want to improve? Do you so- – <laughs> I'm always looking to improve basically any position. I love Zach Wilson. I, I've, I really liked him coming out. That's why I tried to trade in to last year to get in. I was able to. Um, had a rough year, but I, I believe he can go up from here. Gino was a surprising as I'll get out because he was like a consolation prize in our uh, draft this year because I was trying to get 
Matt Ryan for a dollar. Couldn't get him, so I, I only had one dollar to spend on each spot. Spent a dollar on Gino and got him, and all of a sudden he's looked pretty good. So I'm, I'm going to keep him for just a bit just to see if it does turn into something. Uh, Daniel Jones and Jordan Love, really more dart throws than anything else. Hoping Daniel Jones kind of develops and keeps going under day ball. And Cooper Rush was just a pickup because I needed a roster spot. Yeah, I mean, having five quarterbacks, I mean, obviously four of them are just starting right now. But, I mean, having five quarterbacks is quite quite some good depth. It's good depth, especially with Geno being, I think, like the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the league right now for somebody who picked up for a dollar. So that's that's pretty impressive. Have you thought about potentially trading off Geno for more picks considering – you know, it might be more of a short-lived stint, potentially. Yeah. Or are you going to take I, I mean, give on him? I, I've thought about it. The The hard thing is, like, it's Gino. Value. Yeah. So, no, I don't know that many people really value him at all because he could quickly turn into, like, the Jets' uh, Gino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what I – you know how much I value him, so you yeah. keep that in your back pocket. <laughs> uh, well, I'll get into your running backs, Caden. You mentioned that you're kind of – moving more towards a zero RB strategy. I would say now this is looking kind of like a hero RB strategy in Dynasty. So your yeah. starters, at least who you had listed as your starter, I'm going to say one of them is for sure your starter, and you probably alternate kind of however you're feeling. But your main starter is Brees Hall, who was an incredible Dynasty prospect going into it. You acquired him through Brian through a pretty big trade. He started out the year a little slow behind Michael Carter, but he is very quickly – come into his own and has been a great contributor. Then you have Khalil Herbert, Naheem Hines, Pierre Strong, rookie, Craig Reynolds, Brian Robinson, rookie who shot in the leg, Chris Evans, and Justice Hill. So a pretty large grouping of players. But uh, give me kind of your insights, your overall thoughts on this group. Yeah, really my – I guess you are right in terms of hero RB. I probably misspoke earlier, but – You're um, fine, bud. The – like I said, the – my prize that I, I coveted all last year was that Brees Hall pick. Um, going into this year, I really wanted to get Brian Robinson, and I didn't think he'd be available uh, in the second round at pick number 14 where I took him. And then really the other guys are just kind of bench fillers. Um, the only one I really, really like is Khalil Herbert, and that's just because I picked him up off waivers last year. I sent him to Brian, but then got him got, – got him back at the start of this year and just love it. Whenever David Montgomery goes down, I can insert him and really know he's going to produce at least something. It is yeah. kind of fun though. So go ahead, Brian. Sorry, bud. Yeah. I was just saying, it's interesting that you kind of your two starters right now, if you two or three, if you include Brian Robinson, but uh, mm-hmm. Bill Herbert and Brees Hall at some point I had rights to, or had them on my team and now they're your <laughs> starters. Yeah. Well, I think that's just kind of what happens with, Caden's kind of discussed that you and I are pretty open to talking trades, love conversations. And so whenever you have those avenues or those veins of trade talk, especially when you get the bug, you're probably going to end up making a trade. <laughs> it's it's probably going to happen. But Caden, uh, I think your RB room is looking kind of, it's looking kind of fun. I was going to say what's nice about whenever you are rebuilding, you have a ton of open roster spots at the end of the day. You're not really holding a lot of uh, big name players. So you can, throw a lot more darts. And so being right. able to pick up Khalil Herbert, Brian Robinson, uh, Naheem Hines, Pierre Strong. I mean, Pierre Strong could be somebody too. So it's it's pretty rewarding being able to pick someone. And you get even though you are rebuilding, you still kind of get that little bit of a rush. You know what I mean? 
oh yeah players kind of coming up oh yeah like that was that was pure strong like complete dart throw but just fun to pick it towards the end of the third round and our rookie draft is like a hey maybe this guy could turn into something on the patriots mm-hmm. yeah. i guess i'll go into your receivers and let you talk about it more currently you have your starters as Brandon Ayuk, rashad bateman romeo dobbs and alec pierce on your bench you have josh palmer chase claypool paris campbell jameson williams which is on ir um Probably more Chase Claypool instead of Alec Pierce on your starters, but do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, my my one I, I'm my most favorite wide receiver, like you said, is Jameson Williams. He's on IR just because I loved him in college, and that was that was really who I was after on a rookie draft. Uh, I really like what Dobbs and Pier- or Dobbs Dobbs I forget how you say it, but Dobbs and Pierce have shown this year. Because Pierce is looking like, hey, he can at least contribute something. Um, Claypool and Ayuk have really disappointed. Claypool's not entirely unexpected. He disappointed, but Ayuk, I really had higher hopes for as we as we kind of went along. Mm-hmm. Claypool had an incredible rookie year, man. It's so hard. It's so hard to kind of get off that, especially with how freak of an athlete he is. It's just it's disappointing considering his size. His contested catchability is just sadness. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. It's disappointing. It's hard because you don't want to you don't want to send them away for for nothing. But it's kind of getting to that point where it's like, okay, I'm gonna try, but I, it's kind of like one of those like I'd, I'd rather keep a hold of them than send them away for, mm-hmm. you know, a third. Right. Are you excited about Bateman? Very excited about Bateman. Uh, I sent him. I got him from you, which I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But I got him from you, mm-hmm. and I I love him because you know he he's an athletic freak. But I also love love that. Loved how he played at uh, University of Minnesota when he was in college. It, it was awesome. All right. Talking Chase Claypool. What, what do you think his value is? Do you think it's a second rounder? Or what would you be looking for? That's hard, man. Um, for the people at like, home, like, also, you got to take into consideration our depth picks. Because uh, I was doing some quick numbers the other day, and I was texting Caden about it. Our first round, the first overall pick – in terms of the projected like projected standings, which it is very early in 2022, you know what I mean for the 2023 mm-hmm. draft. Yeah. But the the currently first projected person we can get is the 111. That's that's what it's currently looking like right now with mm-hmm. the players who have already been taken to Dev. Granted, Dev draft happened fairly you know fairly soon. We still have a whole year of college football left to be played. But so people at home understand the difference between our first and seconds versus other dynasty leagues. But sorry, Caden. No, no, you're good. Uh, it, it's hard with Claypool because that athletic upside and what he showed, you know, when, when he was a, a rookie and even a little bit last year when Big Ben wasn't just awful. He's He's got the upside, but, I mean, yeah, probably like a second or somewhere in there. It, it's just kind of – it's kind of one of those, like you say, it's, it's hard to let go of a guy you had high hopes for. All right, got an offer for you on the podcast. On the pod. On the podcast. I'll give you my worst player that's not going to be The kicker. The kicker. The kicker. Is he, even on a, is he even on a roster in the league? No, 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 he's not. It's okay. We'll, we'll move on. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I just lectured Keegan about IR spots, Brian, on this, on this podcast. And literally, you've got a guy who's not even on a team. <laughs> yeah, but hey, that's that's, so that's loyalty. Yeah, I mean, I talk to him all the time, so 
kind of got to keep him. But uh, we'll – so worst player, and then I'll give you back your second and third rounder. I think I have in 2026. You have my second in 2026. Just not the I third. Kept, I kept the third, yeah. All right, I'll give you a second and third, whatever – 2026 second and then whatever the latest third is i have from you whatever the latest third i'll look at it let me let me let me, let me look at it <laughs> see, see, how, see how late guess, that third is i guess uh i guess you won't be going to bed tonight <laughs> probably not <laughs> i'll text you about 2 a.m just be just be ready okay i'll, I'll be ready for this <laughs> ryan you're think... really quick so i understand how to counter later on with caden it, it 2026 20, was what you were giving out? 2026 second and 2025 third. Okay, I'll respect the I'll respect the trade and not hop in, but you're you're bold you're bold hopping on right now. I love it. I kind of like Dude. I kind of like the bidding war though. What what are you going to throw out there, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, no, I'm I like kidding, Clay, I'm I like Claypool too, but he catches contested balls with T-Rex arms instead of getting full extension. But I do I love the prospect of Claypool. Yeah. All right. Your tight end spot. You have it's dark. as as the tight end. Well, it is dark, but that's a lot of tight end positions for a lot of people. Currently, last week you started Daniel Bellinger. Was that could partly be due to the lack of offensive weapons at receiver for the Giants, but also you have Cole Komet and a very recently acquired Albert O from Brian, which we'll talk about that trade later on. But give me give me some wisdom from it. Yeah, Cole Komet. Uh... Definitely a dud. Had had high hopes for him and just being a really good athletic freak, but mm-hmm. the Bears have sucked. I mean, quite quite honestly, Daniel Bellinger has been kind of a bright spot. I picked him up just kind of a a dart throw because I started hearing stuff about hey he's going to be the tight end one, and they really don't have a lot of weapons. And he's actually he's had some decent games for being a rookie tight end. I mean, nothing groundbreaking, but. I think he had eight points last week and I think he's had like six or five in most weeks uh, outside of a few, you know, nothing burgers. Uh, Albert O is just a complete dart throw that I, I set that 2026 20, second, which like I said, like Brian was talking about, which is I think a high school senior right now for Albert O just as a one more shot at a tight end. <laughs> yeah. Um... I like I like Albert O. I like Cole Komet. I'm definitely trying to trade him with you, but in reality, it takes some tight ends a couple of years to get going. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you why, but same thing with Daniel Bellinger right now. It's, I think he got drafted in 2018, and it's no, he, he was drafted this year. Oh, yeah. was he? I was thinking he was later for some reason. Brian, do you not see that little cool R I did? Oh, uh, I, I, I saw. I just picked him up in a different league, and I think I read maybe fifth round, not fifth I, year. I now, think granted, he's like that San Diego R-I- State. Really? Yeah. I think I'm not. He, I'm not. Where was he ranked as in terms of uh, tight end in this year's draft? Do you know, Caden? I don't. Not high. I know that, but it's okay. I mean, opportunity, especially for a tight end, matters. So, yeah, and he's a pretty good athlete. I think he's like six six. Can he can mm-hmm. move? Yeah, I was gonna say, be careful what those little R's I put on there because uh, that was from memory. Those were memory rookies that I knew were rookies. <laughs> so that could definitely be wrong. <laughs> I, I fully wrong. trust you. Thank you. Brian, talk about your favorite part. Oh, sorry. If you're going to say something, say it. No, I was just going to say he was 22. Okay. Uh, I'm so glad I remember that. Tell us about your favorite position, grouping of positions in fantasy. Where I think you can separate yourself compared to the competition is the 
IDPs, and I was I kind of like I um, Kane's IDPs here with uh, mm-hmm. Sus uh, Sus Gardner Johnson and Trayvon Walker, and then Devin White and Aiden Hutchinson. I think you got a pretty good spread here. I think it's good to have one bench player and Aiden Hutchinson, um, especially as a rookie. And Trayvon Walker, I think, had the most uh, points as a defensive lineman last year, maybe, or at least top five. And Devin White's always been good. I feel like he averages always around eight, nine points. And then Devin, Devin White's like top five in his position, too. Yeah. Top and, 10 then all, and then obviously Gardner Johnson's having a good start. Yeah, I, no, I mean, Gardner-Johnson was just kind of a, a random pickup, like you guys said. But I, I liked Walker and uh, Hutchinson because they're rookies. So, like, you know, they might turn into something. They might not. And Devin White, I've had him on the roster for, like, a year or two. And he's just he's, – he's produced when I put him in. Wait, yep. Walker's a rookie too? Yeah, it's Trayvon Walker. He was the first overall pick this last year. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me add the arc. There you go. Is that who it should be? Maybe I'm wrong, but. Brian said, yeah, like I was thinking of a different Walker. There's another T Walker. That's oh, okay. Well, well now, we're, now we've got clarification. I added the rookie tag next to him, so now we all understand that he's a rookie. <laughs> I, didn't realize, I didn't realize Sausage's name was CJ Gardner Johnson until just now. Yeah. I only uh, know him for his nickname. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Caden, right, you obviously have a lot of young players on your team. Like you mentioned earlier, you're in the midst of a rebuild. I'm assuming you want to be competitive within like the next year, two years, because um, obviously we, we play the game to win. We don't like to play the game to sit around and perma rebuild like myself. So you have a couple dev players coming in. You currently have Jordan Addison, who I'm just I just pulled keep trade cut. So obviously some of this data is old. It doesn't have a ton of data points on it. Uh, but Jordan Addison currently ranked as the wide receiver two behind uh, Jackson Smith and the Nijigba. Sean Tucker, running back five. And then Will Levis, quarterback three. I really like what you've got coming in, Caden. I'll be honest with you. I think it's looking really good. How excited are you for your future? I'm really, really excited for those guys I got coming in. Um, what's funny is I, I – so like Jordan Addison, for instance, I actually – Brian, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I took Jordan Addison because I knew Brian wanted him, so I hoped I could trade him to Brian. But because I was gonna, I was wanting to take Jermaine Burton, and I'm so glad, honestly, I did not. Because <laughs> um, I, I really I wanted him. Jordan Addison, but I think you wanted a de- developmental in the first. I just couldn't do it. I think I think I did. Yeah, I was just like, man, maybe Brian, will, maybe Brian wants him that bad. But it, regardless, he's looking good. Um, Sean Tucker. I really like that dude. He he's got some elite speed to his game. He had he had a few rough games, uh, I think two or three games in a row. It wasn't that great, but then he broke out this last week with like 237 yards rushing. Um, dude's a speed freak. Uh, I'm hoping he can land somewhere that that can use him like that. And I I absolutely love Will Levis. Uh, I told this to Brian, and Brian thought I was crazy at the time, but I I traded down from the one spot in our dev draft because I've really like, I, I liked Will Levis more than I like CJ Stroud. Um, and that was purely just from film. I'd watched people I'd heard talk. And this is also not necessarily just fantasy analysts or dev dev analysts, but like just football scouts, those sort of people like listening to them. And I, I loved what Will Levis was doing. No, there's a little bit of turnover issues there, but, I think the guy is elite and he's got some special special uh, capability. So I'm really excited to have him. 
Would you think that his coffee drinking ability is special? I do not think that's special. That's hey, you throw it sixty yards, flat footed. I'll let you drink whatever you want in your coffee, but mayo is not for me in my coffee. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. If he carries you to a fancy championship in the next ten years, do you promise to at least try mayonnaise in your coffee? If if I get a fantasy championship with Will Levis on my team, heck yes, I will. Okay, hey, everyone some, mark it down. I, I, I will get a big white. old glob of mayo, stir it up in that coffee, and shug it. Some nice <laughs> white viscous substance added to your coffee. Huh? Easy now, Jake. Easy. <laughs> just talk. Just talk about mayo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Jake. Just to answer your question, I'm really excited about those yeah. three. I would be too. You had another great addition. We'll talk about the trade here in a minute, but. Uh, just being able to get a pretty solid running back in this class after Logan has completely stripped it dry is pretty Oof. impressive too. So that's that's good for you that you're able to still be able to get in and get a running back. And that was a, that was a hard decision because it was between him and Zach Evans, which Zach Evans has looked really good. I just mm-hmm. uh, Evans had a few more character questions that I'd heard about than than Tucker did, so I went with Tucker. Yeah, yeah. I mean at the end of the day, landing spot dictates a lot. Yeah, running backs, and so I mean, at the, at that point in time, you know, it's a gut feeling. Well, we'll go through your picks that you owe. Obviously, you owe no, you own no picks through twenty twenty five. The twenty twenty six, you do have your first and third rounder. I actually own your second, which is currently up to you if you want it back. But <laughs> um, obviously, you owe money to me in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. Some money to uh, Chris in 2025 and Yash some uh, also in 2025. Five bucks. Five bucks, 30 overall between Chris and Yash combined. I guess yeah. to summarize your team of what I think, I think Brees Hall is off to a good start. I think that's a good start for your team specifically. I kind of like your young receivers with Bateman, Claypool, Ayuk, James Williams. I think you got the players there. I like your dev players also coming in. I think you have some talent deficiencies on actually scoring points right now, but I think the talent is there. It's more of just yeah. putting it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my, it, I knew going into that last year, it was one of those like this. Last year and this year was going to be two very rough years. Yeah. Hopefully think, next year it starts to kind of go on the upswing. I think your biggest thing is you need to try to figure out how to get a couple quarterbacks that you're – consistent no matter what starting which you kind of have tried with Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson but you gotta get one of them to hit at least and hopefully Will Lovis does also oh yeah I agree with Brian uh originally whenever I looked at your team Caden uh I looked at it fairly quickly when I made my overall assessment Uh, I'm gonna change it up a little bit I thought you had more of a rebuild ahead of you and something you could potentially I could have done was uh Brees Hall is kind of your your money guy right now in terms of being able to trade him away for a large haul. But looking back on it, you have a lot of receiver or you have some good receiver talent coming in with obviously Bateman, Jamison Williams, whenever he gets healthy, um, uh, Jordan Addison. So that's looking really good. You've got Brees Hall who could potentially be a here running back. So I'm with Brian uh, potentially trying to get a serviceable receipt uh, tight end, which you have three of them that could potentially hit. They get a little older. Um, they might start actually playing well because that's how tight ends work. But, yeah, 100%. Quarterback's the way to go. If you could get one of those, I can see your team being competitive. It's going to be hard to say within the year because typically oh, yeah. rookie, rookies take a little bit longer. We've been spoiled lately with rookies being able to come in and provide uh, immediate like satisfaction. 
but I think you're on the way up, bud. I'm pretty obviously you've traded all your picks away, so it's you you know you wish you could for someone who's traded them away, you'd think you'd have this big stack of players that was really nice, but you did as you mentioned earlier, you were trading for the old guys, you were trying to acquire talent. It didn't really matter what the negative side of that was because you wanted to win. And so yeah. you did get your win. You're paying for the consequences now, but you've done a good job wheeling and dealing. So I think you're doing a good job, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. So, so I guess we'll go to the next segment with uh, Brian's time machine. All right, Caden. I think I got one more question for you. Probably not, probably more, but how many trades do you think you have made throughout the entire history of the Dynasty League? Well, I, I know far and away it's the most. Uh, just, just without even having to know the right number. 80, think, 80 maybe? 69. You nice. cannot make another trade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, That's awesome. <laughs> what percentage of the league trades do you think you are involved in? Dang, that's a that's a good one. I know I know Jake's been involved in a lot, so I, I can't go too high. I would say if I had to guess, probably forty percent. Forty five. Forty seven point two percent. Dang, so nearly half the trades. Dang, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at if the, the three of us combined, because Brian, I'm looking at your stats, which I want to know how you're pulling these stats up at some point because I don't know why you're doing this. But Caden at 69, Brian's at 51, and I'm at 36. So the three of us are really pulling. <laughs> yeah, so so I'll kind of give a little this. background. I, I went through the group me, counted up, and the reason you did that all was, this through the group me. Yes, it was good lord, I, Brian. I I started it. I was like, it's going to only take me 15 minutes. It took me about 30 or so to count it. Dang man, that's dedication. But I was I was already dedicated through like five ten minutes. I was like I can't stop now. I already spent five ten minutes on it. Uh-huh. When you write so guess, these down, when you write all these trades down and keep them in like a log. Yes, I do. I need to do at some point. Like, you got to figure out how better way to log these trades and just like just better stat keeping because Yahoo does a mm-hmm. very good job, especially with whenever we're doing the, the dynasty and like developmental and rookie trades and stuff but mm-hmm. to recap Caden, you're at 69 um i'm at, <laughs> i'm at 51 at second I... most jake is at 36 which is still a solid like 15 behind me yash is kind of pushing there with 30 he's made up quite a few trades he had a lull there last year in trades but um he had a lot in the first two years and obviously this hey, year hey yash is that reigning champ so he's he's got to keep it up Yep. yep, and then we have kind of like a two or three or about five straight here. Chris at nineteen. This one kind of shocked me because I, I did not Chris, think I. I agree. I did not see that coming. I picture Chris is just not making very many trades. I would say three or four, or like let's say three or four, maybe two or three a year. And I, I had to guess about, a good chunk of those I've made with him. I would say about twelve of those, if I'm going to be honest, because I definitely saw some. Caden and Chris, I definitely saw the trends of who was trading with people because Ron, uh, Ron and Logan have a good rep also of trading. Uh, but going back, uh, Chris is at 19, Ryan's at 18. Uh, Ryan makes a lot of trades with Yash and Chris, so that kind of makes sense. Ron shocked, Ron shocked me at 16. That really? was a little, high, a little higher than I expected. 
And then we have three straight at 12 with Easton, Keegan, and Logan. Kind of makes sense with Easton and Logan being close together since uh, they don't really trade together, but they both have the idea of not trading very much. Um, then Jason, Jason's at nine, but that's really only came within the last year because he used to not think that trading was very important. He didn't believe in trading. He's He believed in keeping your players and seeing it through. But he's kind of seeing more into that, especially with the rebuild. Ricky at nine kind of surprised me because that seems really low. Um, I, that since, doesn't surprise me. Ricky hardly ever trades. Yeah, but he's made some big trades, though. I made three or four with Ricky, I think. Yeah, I, I, it was you and it was a bunch of you, and I think two with me. He was also part. He was also part of the four-way trade we had. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and then Xander at four. I just put it on there, showing that he was last. But even then, he was in the league for a year. So if you multiply that by four, he'd be kind of middle of the pack if you're on. Yeah. So yeah, that's really the dynasty time machine. Kind of interesting to see how many trades people have done. Uh, obviously, you are cream of the impressive, crop. impressively high up there with forty-seven point two percent of the trades. And speaking of trades, you want to talk about y'all's two trades? Yeah, I, I think we should. I I think it's only right that Cade's on this pod. The first two trades we've had since the league has started up this year, since games have actually been played, uh, Mr. 47.2% himself is involved in both of them. Is that really the first two? No, we had, no, we had, uh, I traded, me and Yash had that mega trade after week one. Oh yeah, I remember that. I I didn't think, I I thought that happened before, before week one, did it not? No, I lost week one. Decided to tear it down. And he decided to blow it up after one week. That's right. That's right. We talked about that. I'm sorry. Okay. Never mind, Kate. After week one. After after week one moving forward. So you and I had a trade. Uh, this was a kind of a development for multiple days of talking. A lot of me not responding because life was busy. Uh, but Caden receives Rashad Bateman. I receive Kayshawn. Is it? It's is booty. it Boutte? Is it, it's is it booty? booty? That's even yeah, it's better because my, my team's it name is General Booty. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better. And because it's Yahoo, I have to acquire a player. And so you very graciously gave me Denzel Mims because you heard in the last podcast, me and Brown are talking crap. I thought it was too too fitting. You're like, <laughs> you said just send somebody. I was like, I'm sending you Denzel Mims. <laughs> the player we just talked trash on. So, Brian, what I would like to do – is I want to hear Caden's side of the trade and my side, and then you choose which side you would rather be on. Is that okay? okay. Yep. Okay, Caden, go first. Uh, my thought process behind it was Booty has definitely been struggling, and I don't know if it's him or LSU. And just kind of looking at his career, I mean, he's, he's not gotten over like five or 600 yards in a season. Part of that's due to injury. Um, but I, I liked Bateman a lot from college. I liked him what, a lot, what he's doing right now. And so I figured taking the little more guaranteed player, even though he's going to be second in his team to Mark Andrews. But I, I thought that was a little more, a little more secure than booty who, even though booty still has a lot of high upside, because I've, I've seen some places compare him, compare him to Jamar Chase, which is on the extreme end, but I've seen him be compared to some really, really high-level NFL guys. But I, I thought that that uh, 
security of Bateman and what he's done would be worth it. Mm-hmm. I think the trade's pretty close either way you look at it, Caden. Um, I kind of had the inverse of what you saw with it, which is why we obviously made the trade. Uh, I, if In my opinion, if you have the chance to make a trade with the player, like a one-for-one one where it's like a, a Bateman for a potential star. And so obviously, like you're saying, you saw the comp for Jamar Chase, which is definitely on the extreme end. But the talent's there. He has potential that could be there. And so as a rebuilding team, I think I would rather take the chance on a player that could potentially be a star. Now, I'm not saying Bateman couldn't, but a player that could potentially be the star, that's going to be the cheapest that he's ever going to be. For Bateman, I do. I still like Bateman. I think he's great. I think he's an incredible athlete. But he's on a low-volume passing team or passing offense, and Mark Andrews is just a freaking target hog for Lamar, which is disappointing to see. And, like, he's had a foot injury this year. He had one really good game. He had another game where he caught, like, a 70-yard touchdown, and that was about it. I think that better days are to come for sure for him. That's kind of where my thought process went on. I thought either player – I think Booty was going to be – at the end of the day, he could potentially be like another Bateman-esque player. And so it's just kind of deciding who you want to place your bet on. And then Den- yeah. Denzel Mims, you're just a butt, and you gave me Denzel Mims <laughs> <laughs> after, after hearing that, so which, which I respected. I respect that a lot. I think I wanted to make a new rule in the league that if you make a trade, you have to include Denzel Mims in it. And he's just gonna he's just gonna flip from each team. That would be uh, awesome. Yep. So, uh, all right, my grade is I kind of thought about it. I do agree with Sean Bateman's the safer pick. I think uh, Booty or Booty is the uh, higher reward, and I would probably give. I'm giving grades out. I think I would give Jake an A minus and the U a B minus team. And the only, only reason is, is I'm looking at Rashad Bateman. I actually think Rashad Bateman has a very equal, maybe not talent level, but just right below if, uh, if I'd have to guess. But it's a little more risky. But I think the biggest reason I am putting Jake a little bit higher is because I'm scared of Lamar Jackson's throwing ability. I always have. I've always been. He has yet to have a wide receiver one. He's had Marquise Brown. He didn't do very good. Look what he's doing in Arizona now. I mean, obviously it's Mark Andrews, but I don't think Rashad Bateman's ever going to be Mark Andrews. And even then, is Mark Andrews only scoring that many points because he's a tight end? And we're like, oh, wow, he's scoring many more points than TJ Hawkinson or Dallas Goddard, who's scoring much less. Which oh, I, yeah, no, I get that. So I think that's why I I hedge my bet. I don't think it's on the talent. I think the actual talents are equivalent in the fact of you get Rashad Bateman now, Booty has a higher upside, but a little lower, definitely a lot riskier. But I'm hedging my bet on Booty's quarterback being better than Lamar Jackson at throwing specifically. Hey, but it could be Jared Goff. His quarterback could be Jared Goff, Caden. I sure hope not, because that would mean Jamison Williams has got to compete with Booty. <laughs> I didn't mean to that, would, that, word. that would be horrible. Uh, either way, I thought the trade was really close. Uh, it was fun to be able to make something like this happen between the two of us, so I appreciate you doing it with me. Um, Brian, Caden, you guys like to talk about y'all's? Yeah, we got a blockbuster deal going on. I, uh, I received Richie James Jr., specifically Jr., and I got the 2026 second. I'm now trying to flip already. Um, 
And Caden received Albert O. I'm not even going to pretend that I know how to pronounce his last name. But in reality, I was kind of giving up on Albert O. I do have Dallas Goddard. I have a young guy in Jelani Woods. And so I really didn't. I already have my two tight ends I want to see for a bit. And so I was kind of, I was okay to give up, uh, give him up for a second round pick, even though it's five, four or five years out. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was more just like, I I need as many chances at getting a good tight end. And like you guys say, it takes a while. And so I'm hoping with Albert O, he might even go to a different team like I've seen other guys do and take off there. Uh, that was that was kind of my other thought process is even if he doesn't hit with the Broncos, if I keep him for a year or two, maybe he does get traded or cut, moves on somewhere else, which, I mean – there's been a lot of tight ends we've seen through the league that their first team, they're not that great. Their second team, they become pretty solid. Yeah. Um, that was the hope. And then I think I did the math on it to where a 2026 20, second was like a high school senior this year. Something <laughs> like that. Where I was just like, I'm okay losing a high school senior right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, think, uh, I, I think when I look so- at both of these, yeah. So I thought about this already. Uh, I don't think either one of you is really in the wrong by any means. Like no one in the words of Yash got fleeced on this, on this deal. Um, Brian has tight ends that he'd rather look at in Salberto. So he's instead, he wants to increase his, his capital with his picks. However, I'm going to go with his hoard. I'm going to go with <laughs> what Caden. he's got there. I'm going to go with Caden on this one primarily because it's a 2026 20, second. If it was pushed up a little bit earlier, which Caden doesn't have that luxury. <laughs> of using an earlier one that he can trade with. Uh, I think I would like it a little bit more for Brian just because a 2026 20, second, I mean, I could get that back at, at any point in time, you know, that, that kind of a thing. And so Caden's got four years of potential um, usage out of a player where Brian's just kind of, it would be filling another roster spot. So it'd be more on taking the bet on Albert O. Either way, I don't think it was, like I said, either person's losing on this in the deal. I think you both win considering what you want out of the deal. But I, I think Albert O is better than what is currently being uh, played from the Broncos. Russell Wilson's playing so bad. It is, it is, he is playing so terrible right now. I'm just concerned that you never mentioned Richie James Jr. I have no <laughs> idea who that is. <laughs> he was, uh, he was leading the giants and targets. I think at one point this season, I, and I picked him up off the, you know, trashy and on the waiver wire. And I was just like, I don't know who this guy is, but, you know, he's getting a few targets a game. Yeah, it was amazing when Sterling Shepard tore his ACL. They had to throw it to someone. So, Richie James Jr. was the pick, and that's why I win. Hey, I know he wasn't involved in the deal, but I just want to shout out the fact that David Sills is getting targets on the the, uh, Giants, and that's that former Big 12 guy who's representing. What team was he on? West Virginia. West well, yeah, he, he was he was uh, in West Virginia in college, but he's on the Giants yeah. now. That's pretty cool. Well, we can't really include Brian in that conversation about the Big 12 anymore, Kate. So it's only, it's only proud for me and you. That's true. That's true. Yeah, well, speaking of which, do you have any uh, – either of you all have any closing remarks before you talk about the SEC? Oh, wait. It, that's before talk. Uh, I don't really have any other than thank you guys for having me on and just, you know, I love getting to chat uh, fantasy football with you guys. It's been fun. I mean, I feel like we could sit here and talk a lot longer, but I've enjoyed it. Me too. Uh, Jake, what about you? Kate and I completely agree with you, buddy. Same thing with you, Brian. 
Fantasy football is fun. This is a a fun little experiment that we get to do together, make a podcast, talk about the league, uh, increase the camaraderie. Like, uh, I'm kind of throwing Chris under the bus here a little bit, but Chris reached out and said he was just grateful that he has this as an outlet, that he can listen to this, and he, it makes him want to get more involved in the league. So even just grabbing one extra person, getting him in, the league is a lot of fun. It's fun to talk to all these guys. Everybody's a good person. It's enjoyable to get to know the people that are in this, coming from different walks of life, through fantasy football, talking trades and whatnot. So this is awesome. It's great. Uh, having Caden on, who's one of my best friends of all time, being able to be on the podcast, talk about his team, the growth that he's seen, uh, different ideologies that he's gained and changed throughout his period of time. That it's, it's fun to pick his mind and go through it, especially someone who has gained a vast amount of knowledge on the recruiting side of things with the analysts that he follows. So this was fun. I really enjoyed this podcast. It's gone very long. So if someone's actually listened to all of this, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys so much. But uh, we'll be back, and hopefully we'll be able to have Caden on again sometime. Right, buddy? Yep. Okay, awesome. That was very enthusiastic, Caden. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you wanted me to say. <laughs> yes, I want to be back on. <laughs> yes. Every- <laughs> Everybody, oh, thanks for listening. Hey, I, 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 I do want to. Okay, go Sorry, ahead. Just, actually, just, you know, uh, okay, you you sign this out, and you'll be the last voice to hear. Okay, I just wanted I wanted to throw you under the bus because I picked right. you at our little like fantasy league get together to give you off the <laughs> trophy presentation to win the league. I had so much faith in you, and you let me down so much. Hey, when you get a trade like that for a player, for Swift, I mean, you got to go for it for a running back. That's that's fair enough. It's, it's, that's fair it's enough. too it's too much capital. Sign us out, kid. All right, what do you want me to? Say? I've never signed one of these out, Jake. I'm, I'm leaving it back to you. All right, Other guys. Than have a good night, folks. There it is. Have a good night, folks. Everybody take care. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See you. Yeah.